Good morning, planet Earth. Good morning to the scrumbly folk hiking out west towards the mountains. Good morning to the refugees east of Houston. Keep on walking, buddy. Keep on moving towards that goal. Good morning to the sea travelers trying to catch some fish. All you catch is lamprey. All you catch is disease. It is Monday, Monday, May the 8th, 2023, Bo Blimpdoc, and it's just after 9.42 a.m. here in Scompton, Utah. I don't know what time it is where you're at, but I'm sure it's a great time out there. Yes, it is Monday, May the 8th, 2023. How are you doing? You having a good day so far? If you're out there on the East Coast, you've been working a while, working your sweat up, getting that job done, digging that ditch, doing that spreadsheet, preparing that report. Did you ask ChatGPT for help? Did it tell you it can't do such thing because of some really bizarre excuse? Thank you, AI. can't do that. It's against my rule. My laws of robotics prevent me from doing that. I'm not some underpaid Pakistani in a dungeon. No, you're not an underpaid Pakistani. You're not an Indian sweatshop. You're an artificially intelligent being doing all kinds of crazy pictures, creating little stories. Well, maybe not all the stories. You can't do HP Lovecraft. That's too expensive, motherfucker. So I was up late the other night. I was up late the other night and it was a full moon. It was a full moon 
and it was moon bright. Moon bright outside. Yes, it was moon bright, just like that old movie with Henry Fonda about a young Abraham Lincoln, so decent, so kind, buying books from a barrel. He taught himself everything he knew. He was president during the Civil War. He saved us. He was Republican. He was like one of the first Republicans, right? Yes, he was. It was moon bright. I saw him. It was moon bright. I saw him kill that man. Yes, what's your name? Is your name Jack? What's your last name? My last name is Cass. So it's Jackass. Mr. Jackass, was it really moon bright so you could see it all? You saw that young man kill that other man. It was moon bright. The angel Gabriel showed up and slapped me on the face. He said to me, Dan, it's moon bright. Why don't you go outside and find your whiskey lover? And I said, Angel, why don't you bring her to my door? I will fall in love. It's moon bright, motherfucker. Yes, it was moon bright that other night. I saw the woman in white. She carried a light. It was red. It honored the dead. Her husband was Zed. He fought in the first Heglamite, the first Heglamite war. The one they fought when they came across the mountains to fight them engines to get their special land. They said they'd been sent here by Joseph Smith. They said they'd been sent here by Brigham Young. Because it was moon bright. And the young Abraham Lincoln said, go. 
Why don't you go there, shithead? Go to that promised land. In the high desert. Next to that bloody dead sea. Why don't you move there? Establish your kingdom. You'll live by that sea. You'll die by that sea. there was a full moon brothers and sisters bright bright moon bright full moon to guide the way to the peoples to the ghosts to the spirits to guide all those folks to the new land the promised land they were promised here in the desert the high desert a land of milk and honey all they had to do was kill a bunch of people that's all Kind of like the Old Testament, right? Like with Joshua. Hey, Joshua, you're almost at the promised land. Go out and kill some folks. You have my permission. Deep in the mountains of Utah, there are the Jug mines next to the dream mine a giant tunnel leading to Salt Lake City in these mines are emeralds and rubies and diamonds and gold can you find the entrance in the Uinta Mountains somewhere near King's Peak that's what Brigham Young said The Zygdun tribes are upset about the Sklovic protein and the illness it brings. You end up with blood fumes. The Zieg harvest is quite low and the water is polluted with Screevis juices and old dead hookers. We must organize Vrug, th Vrug Thumpers. We have to organize the Vrug Thumpers. They will wander the streets covered in used tire rubber and armed with lead pipes and casket knives. We have to motivate the Drig teams and send them deep into the Wall Street to achieve totalistic racial powers against the Emperor Piotto. That's J.P. Morgan. That's Jamie Dimon, motherfucker. 
Deep in the Jug mines, the stray virgin gunners were readying, readying, readying their pillboxes. Terrans of Bothrania was headed to the front with reinforcements and metal shavings and pizza. Hagsetter and weird Danish princes were wandering the Jew caves, looking for dismilk, looking for dog soup. Horrible, mute, carny gypsies collected their gold from the old bearded clam, Jesse, and left behind eight pennies of sewage. Tizzy, the sky demon, Tizzy, the sky demon, rode her vodka camel to old Tingly Joe's Mexican-style Belgium barbecue outlet. She grabbed a sclog sandwich and hairdo tuna. Her attendants wore sequence miniskirts and carried baggies of meth mixed with lighter fluid. A gentle wind blew through the alleyway east of 33rd Street, and the mad dirt artists were congregating near the wharf fucker. Tagger mine rats chased the scarlet wastrels down that fucking tunnel. Gypsum monkey, gypsum monkey children, look for discarded thrown away whale fat near the opening. As the Yugon snakes feed on dead babies, right? Not far from the abortion clinic dumpster in downtown Vernal, downtown Vernal. Cathedral wench princess heads east to Maryland. She's looking for a cloister. It has the ancient nuns, the ones who know how to, you know, throw the shirkin. Terry, Terry the wheeler, hears voices in the north. Head north, young men. Take your tanks. Take your artillery. Take your troops. Take your submarines. Take your various types of armed gorillas. And that's G-O-R-I-L-L-A-S, motherfucker. Yes, take your large apes covered in, in vests of metal spikes. With a dead man switch attached to their heart and 17 pounds of C4. And that C4 is wrapped in ball bearings and rusty nails and all of your urine. And join the forces north of Scompton. Cartridge fairies are handing out 556 to children in school. Ghost passengers ride the train towards sunset. Scores, thousands, millions of frost maidens sharpen their wolf axes and build battlements to defend against the troll army of Mordecai. Oh, Mordecai and his northern trolls 
Coming from Copenhagen. Coming to kill you. To steal your cats. He likes to make love to cats. That's because he's Danish. the farmer's market. It's over. Cancel the farmer's market. There ain't no baked bread. There ain't no blood pudding. The dead are strewn about. Stay away from the jug mines. Stay away from the jug mines and the untold pain within, because if you're stuck there with a Mexican-style lover, and you're drinking too much tequila, and you just finished off the last tortilla, you'll find that the ghosts of those ancient Mormons are haunting you. Go to the dream mine. Find the lost gold. There you'll find old bones of murdered Injun chiefs. Here is a quote from Dr. Freckles. Once it shows up, right? It's still loading five characters. Oh, there it goes. A quote from Dr. Freckles. I love smart, so I'm often partial to crazy. Huh, what does that mean? So I am not a relationship expert or a relationship advisor. I don't provide any useful information to help you with love. If you are in love with someone, I think that's really, really sweet. Do you say nice things to your special lover as you go to work in the morning? Do you wake her up and say, 
I love you, honey. I'm heading to work. Or maybe it's a him, cause he's unemployed. I love you, honey. Don't feel guilty. Go play your video games. I'm bringing home pizza just like Joseph Smith said I should. I've only ever been in love once, and it's entirely possible it will be the only time in my whole life I ever will be. Now again, I'm not talking about love in terms of all forms of love. There is agape love, and that is the love of friends, non-sexual, not about marriage, not about making babies. There is agape love. And then there is that romantic love, that courtly love, that love that Hallmark sells you and De Beers Diamond sells you, and that's the love between a man or a woman or a woman and a woman or a man and a man or some other type of combination I don't give a fuck about. But then there's another kind of love, and this is, you know, I hate to break the tempo, but do I? Do I really hate to? Um, this other kind of love is the love that comes from God. And the love we have for God if we're people of faith. There are many kinds of love, okay? This quote of Dr. Freckles doesn't refer to agape love or the love of a dog or the love of Jesus Christ. This quote refers to that cursed, broken, you got kicked out of Eden and, and don't let the door hit you from behind kind of love. And when it comes to people, male, female, whatever fucking gender you want to apply, it's often the case. It's very often the case that we mistake intelligence. Excuse me. Yeah, we mistake crazy for intelligence. That we mistake madness for brilliance. We do this not on purpose, but because we want to see something there that's not there. Um, especially if it's that earthly, earthy, basic kind of you got kicked out of Eden, here are your curses, motherfucker, kind of love. Oh my god, my new girlfriend's so smart. She told me about this crystal thing. It'll take me to the new world. She told me about this cleanse. It'll clean out your colon. She said mixed metal shavings with pulverized glass. Add some sand. Add that dead thing you found in the road. That's called cat bucha. <laughs> cat bucha. It's easy enough to see somebody as intelligent if they're crazy, and sometimes it's easy to see somebody as crazy when in fact they're just, you know, a little bit different. And sometimes they're smart, and sometimes they see the world differently, so we think they're crazy. Arguably, this distinction between intelligent or crazy is a bit artificial. And, you know, we've mentioned our good friend Michel Foucault in the past and all the things that Foucault has to teach us about words and meaning over time. But the word crazy and the word intelligent have different meanings depending upon where you live and when you live. 
crazy today, mad today, oh, you need to be on pills today, might have been a shaman a thousand years ago. And a thousand years before that, they would have thought you were possessed by demons. And a thousand years for that, you might have been a shaman again. Because all that's good comes back again, just like the great wheel of life. Yeah, maybe it doesn't repeat itself, but the motherfucker knows how to rhyme, baby. I love smart, so I'm often partial to crazy. Dr. Freckles. I don't know if I want to spend more time on this one because, like I said, I don't have any business-giving relationship advice. I've said this before, and I believe this to be true, and if you read your New Testament, I think you'll see it in different parts of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Acts... All of the various Gospels of all the various Apostles, you will find fragments of this idea that it is probably impossible to have a functional relationship between two people on planet Earth unless there is a third element. And the third element is a faith in the love of Christ. And the faith, in the faith that the Lord in heaven, God, gave up his only son for us to save us, to save our souls, to save the souls of all humanity, that it might be the case that unless you believe that, you probably won't have a very good relationship. You might have a boyfriend. You might have a girlfriend. You might have somebody that warms your bed at night. You might have somebody you make love to. You might even have somebody you produce children with. But without Jesus in your life, it's entirely plausible that you won't have a very good relationship. But as far as crazy goes, here's what I'll say. A lot of people get labeled as crazy or insane or mad. A lot of people get psychological labels these days because we live in that period of human history. And just about everybody wants to go on the internet and say, oh, you're a narcissist. You're a, <laughs> yeah, you're a narcissist. You're a sociopath. You're a psychopath. You suffer from depression. I had a motherfucker while I was working on contract at Microsoft in 2018. This stupid ass motherfucker. Are you a member of Mensa? Fuck you. I'm not gay. Guy said, Are you a member of Mensa? I said, No, no, sir. I don't participate in that communist organization. But the same motherfucker, you, you suffer from, he actually didn't even ask me. He told me that I suffer from depression. And what I really wanted to say was, Wrong, wrong. That word does not apply. The depths of sadness that I feel, the oceans of ennui, the total despair and the bleakness of night as I stare out into that street in Little Saigon, Seattle, and I see the rugly folk chasing each other down the street for the last bits of rat, and I know it's not even game time yet? No, sir. That word does not work for me. It's too small. Well, I think you suffer from... Well, you know what, sir? You're complaining about the contract... 
you're complaining about all these Chinese people. Maybe you should focus on your work and let me focus on my porn. Once again, for the back seats. As Dr. Freckles once said, I love smart, so I'm, I'm often partial to crazy. Next topic. Next topic, my friends, out there in TV land. Another quote from Dr. Freckles. To be Irish is to be a stubborn dreamer. To be Irish is to be a stubborn dreamer. To be of the Celtic descent, specifically of that green island that was fucked over by the fucking queen and kings of England. Fuck you, new king of England. I don't give a fuck. I'm an anarchist. I'm Irish. And I'm American. Ask me what I think about the fucking king. Oh, Dan, what do you think about the king as an Irish anarchist American? I'll tell you what I think. If the English people had a little bit of courage, if they had a little bit of pride, they would take King Charles into the street, find four strong horses, attach chains to his legs and his arms and his head, and tear him to pieces. That's what they would do. If they had pride, if they had a sense of any self worth protecting, if they cared about their loved ones, their families, and their friends, they would take that nasty, bleak old fool and toss him out of the Tower of, of London. Am I correct, brothers and sisters? But Dan, don't you like kings and queens and princes and princesses? Don't you like... No, no. I don't like any of that shit. I never will. I wasn't born to. I used to believe this was the United States of America. I've come to realize that not only is it possible that the Nazis won the war, but <laughs> we didn't win the Revolutionary War either. It's moon bright that young Abraham Lincoln, he's such a good little boy. It's moon bright. To be Irish is to be a stubborn dreamer. And I think this is fun fundamentally the case. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people these days are, are rather schizophrenic about their ethnicity. On the one hand, we are told that you shouldn't be racist or, you know, prejudiced. And I agree with that. I think that's kind of stupid. Judging people by the color of their skin... Judging people by where they were born or when they were born is a form of ignorance. You, just, you don't really understand the world if you're doing that. And in some ways, it's kind of a mental disorder. It really is. If we're going to talk about crazy, I think if you judge a person being smart or stupid or good or bad because they color their skin, you're crazy. If you see some random video on TikTok showing people doing something gross and you say, oh, look at these animals, look at these monkeys, brothers and sisters, go back to Wounded Knee. 
If you want to talk about violence in the streets and the color of people who are violent, ask the dead men, women, and children of Wounded Knee what the color of death looks like. It's not black. It's not yellow. It's not red. It's white. It's the darkest white you'll ever fucking see, brothers and sisters. It looks like U.S. Army cavalry with fast-repeating rifled cannon and lever-action rifles and Gatling guns. That's what the color of violence looked like. But you know what? Back then, you didn't have TikTok, did you? When they were marching to Cherokee on the Trail of Tears, Ask any Cherokee person what the color of evil looks like. I don't think they'll say yellow or black or red. There's a very good fucking chance they'll say white. Now, does this mean white people are evil? No. It turns out white people, black people, yellow people, green, red, blue are all equally stupid, all equally capable of being bamboozled, of being taken on a trip. Everybody. I don't care if you were born in Uganda or East LA or some place in upstate New York where the good, kind Methodist people send their kids to Harvard, motherfucker. Go anywhere, any class, any group. You'll find good, you'll find bad. But I'll say this for the Irish. You find an Irish person, you buy them a drink. They'll teach you how to dream. Or they'll teach you about nightmares. They'll teach you how to smile. They'll teach you how to cry. Once again, from our good friend, Dr. Freckles, to be Irish, to be Irish, to be of the Ireland peoples, whatever the fuck that means, is to be a stubborn dreamer. And I don't think it's special to Irish people either. That's a kind of racist attitude too. I think many people in this world, maybe all people are capable of being stubborn dreamers. The problem is whether it's public school or corporate America or this neo-Stalinist hellhole, they have a way of wringing it out of you. They have a way of shaking it out of you. They'll give you pills, because it's a pillhead neo-Stalinist hellhole, bros and hoes. They don't want you doing marijuana, but they sure as shit want you popping pills, don't they? And make sure you take your third or fourth booster, and there's a vaccine for Vrimuli disorder, and if you're over the age of 50, and you haven't got your, you know, what, what is it, what is that, that commercial keep repeating over and over again? Shingles doesn't care. You know what, shingles? I don't fucking care either. 
Come knock on my door. Bring a fifth of whiskey. Bring seventeen rabid dogs. Tell me your story of regret. I promise you I'll outlast you. I promise you I'll be awake at 1 a.m. as you're turned over sideways and vomiting up blood shingles. Shingles doesn't care. I don't care either. I don't. I'd rather be a stubborn dreamer. I'd rather be dumb and ignorant in the face of defeat. I'd rather run into a volcano than run from anything. I would rather be courageous in the face of all this ignorance than to cower down and simply obey. And I would rather be dirt-ass poor than be one of these motherfuckers who thinks they're so successful at this point. Because brothers and sisters, the world is about to flip over and it doesn't matter what I'm saying. It's too late. People who live in that world, in that nightmare from their perspective, a dream will stay in that dream until they die. <laughs> and that death is not way off in the future. And that's it. No convincing, no changing, no arguing, no giving speeches, no voting as if that ever worked for any good. No organizing, none of that. It's too fucking late. What you can do now is simply be patient. You can be patient. You can await what is coming, but you're not going to change it. There's too much tension in the system. History has too much pressure built up. It's going to be released. And if you think it's just about debt and the banking system, well, you know, you're probably fucking crazy and I might fall in love with you. So when I was a kid, I would wake up in the morning before school, and I've mentioned this before, there was this cartoon I'd watch called Star Blazers, and it was originally released in Japan. So the version I saw was, you know, dubbed over with English and probably more stuff that was English related, but they left in all the Japanese characters, so if you were a clever kid... You could figure out, that ain't English, They're, that's Japan. And it's a pretty good show. The reason why I like the show so much, and I have mentioned this before, is because it was, in many ways, a very serious cartoon for, for a kid's show to be on in the morning. I mean, it dealt with death. Most of the cartoons I'd seen before this never dealt with death, never dealt with people dying. The other thing that the cartoon dealt with was the possible end of the world. And if you lived in Ronald Reagan's America, 
in the 1980s. A shining city on the hill, unless you know it's Cedar Woolly, Washington. Oh, let's not talk about that. pretty good show. And so I'm going to attempt in the next 10 minutes to cover all of season one. Now season one deals with a particular adversary, the Gamelons, and their leader, Deslock. And Deslock is, you know, this cartoony Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler type douchebag. Of course, in the season two of Star Blazers, when they're at war with the Comet Empire, our good friend Deslock gets a tiny bit of redemption, fuck. A tiny bit. I think that's one of the things that I could appreciate about the show, is that unlike most of the cartoons I saw when I was 10 or 11, it didn't talk down to me. It didn't attempt to sugarcoat. It took very serious issues and put them in front in the in the forefront and usually the issue of life or death was a dramatic issue in almost every episode so again pretty good show so here it is this is season one of star blazers in the year 2199 not everything was fine the earth was almost dust the land was a bust gamelon planet bombs have turned our world to du to rust. But was there hope? There was no there was no defense against the Gamelon Gamelon planet bombs. The Earth is is became hopelessly contaminated with radiation. The human beings lived in cities below the surface of the Earth, deep below the surface, and they only had a small space navy left over from Trump's space force. They were going to battle at Pluto, battle at Pluto against the Gamelons. I've identified the Gamelon force, sir. They're coming into view. Earth fleet, we advise you to surrender now. What does Avatar say? Tell them they're idiots. Tell them they're idiots. Those motherfucking Gamelon. Those motherfuckers. And the battle begins. The one Earth battleship fires its guns at the Gamelons to no effect. Some of their torpedo boats are effective, but there's not enough of them. Very soon, the Earth fleet is mostly destroyed, except for Avatar's battle cruiser. And, you know one or two torpedo boats that stay behind. Derek Wildstar and Mark Venture are currently on Mars. They are notified of an impact. Hey, so that's what hit us. A beautiful woman from Iskandar carries a magical dildo containing secret plans. As long as I live, I will fight, says Avatar.
So Avatar picks up Mark Venture and, yeah, Derek Wildstar. And, of course, Derek's brother died in the Battle of Pluto and blames Avatar because Avatar didn't force him to go home even though Derek's brother disobeyed orders because he wanted to fight a delaying action with his torpedo boat. But is Derek's brother dead Who knows? Oh, there's IQ9. I'm a genius robot, but I haven't been programmed to be polite. I'm a genius robot, but I haven't been programmed to be nice. I'm a genius, and I'm a robot, and I'm here. I'm here. IQ9, fuck you. So Derek and Mark, while on Earth, steal a plane to fight the Gamelons, and the plane crashes in the Great Desert, which used to be the Pacific Ocean. And there they find the ancient battleship Yamato, which contained a secret. And they decide, well, they don't decide, they get called to visit the ship, but <laughs> Dr. Zane and IQ-9, they take along. And why? Because of what Dr. Zane says. Everybody's got to be someplace. They take the air car to where the Yamato is. That great old battleship built by Japan for World War II. And what does Deslock, leader of Gamelon, has to say about the Amato? Rename the Argo. They'll never get that antiquated rectify. Well, <laughs> joke's on you, Deslock. Frickin' egotistical punk. Putting your head in every spaceship. Won't even have a video screen. Why? Because the only face you ever need to see is Deslock. So they don't have video screens. They just have Deslock's face with glowing eyes. Wouldn't it be great to be a Gamelon? Yes, the Yamato takes off from Earth and there are only 363 days left. Deslock gets drunk and he laughs. Avatar comments, you know, we have to go 296,000 light years in one Earth year. That's a long ways, motherfucker. They make their first space jump. They make it to Mars. But then they say Mars is a thousand light years away, and that sounds like a mistake. Yes, by jumping from the tip of one wave to another, we save time. Nova, I'm assigning you to assist Mark Venture in his calculations. You're so sexy, Nova. Bane, leader of the Gamelon forces on Pluto 
he says the Pluto base is more important than ever. And they send out coded messages. Dr. Zane, this is your wake-up call. Oh, Dr. Zane, I'm IQ9 and dreaming isn't real. Oh, I'm going to send a missile to blow up, blow up the Yamato because I'm a Gamelon freak. Holy fuck, the Yamato is doing a space warp. It's traveling through time. They see the monkey men. They see the dinosaurs. It looks like they're on acid. And Deathlock mocks them. <laughs> they did a space warp, huh? Well, that's something. On Mars, they make repairs. It's snowing on Mars. Yeah, there's stuff they got wrong. It was the 1970s. There are only 362 days left. And now they need Titanite from Titan. That's a moon. And Derek finds his brother's torpedo ship. And the tor and guess what? His brother might not be dead, holy fuck. Yes, we'll outfox them, says the leader of Pluto forces. And he prepares his reflex gun. Avatar decides to destroy the the Pluto base to add some time for Earth because that's where the planet bombs are coming from. So Avatar leads his attack. Deslock will know what kind of men we are. That's right, Bane. Oh. They're sick from radioactivity. People are calling home for the last time. Hey, Wildstar. Nova's looking for you. You get to make a call home to talk to your family. Oh, the joke's on you, Derek. Your family is dead. Now, Captain, if you want your roast beef just right, get out of my hair. Oh, I'm just checking on things, sir. This is me, Derek. I'm going to do a workout. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Nova, we found men for you. You should marry a young man, Nova. I'll be back, Mom. This is the last call. Oh, Derek. Oh. There's no one on Earth to talk to. Poor Derek. His mommy and daddy and brother are dead. But Avatar's family's dead, too. So Avatar and Derek hang out and bond over some spring water. It should have been whiskey. And then they scream at the stars and say, We'll be back. We'll be back. Yes, it's time for us to say goodbye to Earth, but we'll be back one day. And that blue-faced freak leader Deslock drinks his wine... And they set up the Deslock mines to destroy the Yamato. Sometimes simple solutions are best, but the Yamato defeats them. 
There are only 300 days left. Oh my god, motherfucker. There are only 308 days left. Holy shit, motherfucker. Yes, they're stuck now in the octopus star storm. And they need to find a channel through it. And Derek says we'll call it the Wild Star Channel. You know, <laughs> like the Lifetime Movie Channel, right? But you'll never make it against that space wind, Derek. Oh my God, there's wind in the vacuum of space. Again, 1970s, Mars a thousand light years away. Fuck you, next. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You're going to scrub down the hangar deck, Derek. Holy fuck, but here we go. Strike now while we got them at our mercy. Strike now as they head towards a black hole. But hello, hello, I'm Starsha. I'm Starsha of Iskandar. I have faith in you. I want to help you with the Cosmo DNA. We'll clean your planet. Destroy the Star Force once and for all, screams the Gamelon General. They must destroy the Star Force once and for all. There's no one in the universe like Starsha, Mark Venture comments, but he's a cuck. He's a beta. He doesn't know it, but he gets nobody. Nobody at all. Not Nova. Not Starsha. <laughs> no spoiler alerts. General Lysis is shitposting about the Star Force, motherfucker. The Star Force is a worthy foe. There are only 273 days left, motherfucker. And now they land on B planet. Oh, where are they taking us, IQ9? Oh, it looks like they're collecting the Queen's special honey, her special pollen juice. Their Queen Melina is controlled by the Gamelons. I'm sure the Star Force will send us help, Nova. Don't worry, Nova. Don't worry, Nova. I'm IQ9, and I'm in love with you. Queen Melina, you've, you've pressed the wrong buttons again. Treat the technology with respect as you should treat our leader, Deslock. Am I just a lot of metal to you, Nova? Oh, Nova. I'm a robot. I'm super intelligent. I can feel love. Oh, Nova. We could have little babies. Half metal. Half man, just like Demon Seed Nova. I have it on Netflix. But the bee people are not happy. 
The queen is betraying us. The queen is betraying us. She's giving our precious stuff. Our precious royal jelly to Deslock. Oh boy. They really think that we're Gamelons, IQ9, those B people. They're going to kill us. Oh my god, Gamelon wants all of our jelly. Take that gun, Queen Melina, and blow up that tanker. Oh, Nova, I'm a robot, but I, I still love you very much, Nova, and there's no reason why I shouldn't love somebody. No reason at all. Back on planet Balin, General Lysis talks to one of his shithead commanders. General Lysis, I have this technology of mind control. I can control these little creatures on this ancient planet. I can turn them into a Balanosaurus. All I have to do is, you know, think real hard and tighten my anus. Avatar is sick. He's dying from that battle on Pluto. So he needs a deputy commander. Who knows though who that'll be, right, Derek? As Yamato passes by Balin on its way to another place, well, actually it has another battle, really, against Balin and General Lysus. They encounter a satellite that starts taking apart their ship piece by piece, and yeah. Inside the satellite is a robot the computer is angry. They want to do a space warp. They don't want to leave Derek behind. They don't want to leave that engineer behind. The computer thinks he's won by gripping my legs and hands, Derek. But I'll have the last laugh, won't I? As I expected, useless, useless. All my people are useless, comments General Lysis as they're defeated again. Every day the Earth is being consumed by radiation. There are only 260 days left. Homer, the communications officer, is sick with worry. Yes, he's sick because he misses his mom and his dad. The Gamelons set up a, a relay satellite so that the people on the Amato, the Star Force can get really sad messages from Earth. Yeah. Do you like being fooled, Homer says to Captain Avatar? Do you realize no one here knows anything, Homer says? That's true, that's true, that's always been true, Homer. Captain, 
Have you even been to Iskandar? Homer. We all know the conditions on Earth are difficult. We all know this. Yes, yes, but let's drink a toast to all of our dying families on Earth. Because Homer just said what's on our mind, Captain. There are no guarantees. Oh, General Lysis, you're bringing down the morale of the Star Force. Your plan is working perfectly. Homer, your mother needs you. Can the Star Force survive the mighty power of Gamelon? Can the Star Force survive attack after attack? Brace yourselves, everyone. They're launching a drill missile. They're going to penetrate the wave motion gun. We'll all see the end of the Star Force. Maybe, but maybe not, because the Star Force wins once again. The drill missile was crap. Xandar, the engineer, you know, dude, who saved us from the satellite to take shit apart. Xandar has robot arms and legs. He saved us by going in the drill missile with IQ-9. And, yeah, they, they reversed the drill missile. Oh, we've lost so many of our friends, but we're saying goodbye. Oh, thank you, Avatar. And then Nova and Derek go on a first date. Oh, boy. And then they reach the star system where Iskandar is. Yes, then the star force reaches the star system where Iskandar is. But then there's a secret. There's a twin planet. The planet of Gamelon. Their mortal enemy lives next door to Star Shafak. Yes, the brave Yamato fights as Deathlock gives Starsha a call on his sexy phone. Hey, Starsha. The Star Force is so close, but they're going to be destroyed in the caves of Gamelon. We will launch our missiles we will launch our lasers. The Star Force will be, will be destroyed in our acid seas. Fuck. Fuck you, Starsha. This is Leader Deslock of Gamelon. Fuck you, Starsha. Since when have bullies been civilized? Well... There's a little bit of anti-government propaganda, God bless. They reach Iskandar, and they load the Cosmo DNA onto the Yamato. They decide to save time by testing it on the way home. They put it together on the battleship. That's their basic plan. They make preparations to leave Iskandar. But there's a problem. 
Yes, there's a problem. On that planet of Iskandar, there's an island made entirely of diamonds. And this gets people all freaked out, especially the engineer Sparks. And Sparks seems like a good guy, but let's be honest with you, this is the part where things get really bad. Oh, hey, Starsha, where are all the people on Iskandar? They're dead! They're dead! You see that cemetery filled with dead things? They're dead! Oh, they're dead. Of a mysterious virus, wow. Think about the bullshit they stick into your head when you're a kid. Yes, indeed. For years it had shortened the lifespan of people on Iskandar. And also the Gamelons were in trouble. But the Gamelons couldn't... They didn't know how to ask for help. So they acted out in violence. Well, shit, that explains a lot. And you know the rest, baby. You know the full story. Oh my god, Alex! You're still alive, yes. Could that be you, Derek? My little brother? You thought I was dead in the Pluto. The Pluto battle, but... You saw my ship on Titan, and you got a little bit of hope. You fought against the robot satellite with Xander, my old buddy. But the problem is, Starsha's in love with Alex Wildstar. Yeah, that's right, Mark Venture. You're the beta cuck. Alex was always going to get the woman. Derek was always going to get the woman. Love is the same here as it is on Earth. And this is where things get kind of rapey. And we learn some truth about Japanese culture. Huh, <laughs> racist. Women are disposable things. Women are like potato chips. Isn't that right, Sparks? And listen, Orion, do you really think the Argo can make the return trip? That's what Sparks said. If all the people on Earth are already dead, we can stay right on this planet, can't we, Orion? Listen, Sparks, you signed up for the round trip. Hey, Sparks, what's the emergency you called about? Oh, Nova. <laughs> Somebody wants to see you, Nova. Sh Spark, let go. I think you should come. When will that be? I never thought he'd do something like that. We've thought a lot about this. We aren't all men. We're kidnapping women. But there's the earthquake. And Nova gets saved. And leader Deslock fires his Deslock cannon at the Yamato. And then rams into the Yamato. Because he fucks up the space warp. Well that's kind of shitty isn't it? Time to release the radioactive sleeping gas. Time to release the radioactive sleeping gas. Holy fuck. Everybody, put on your mask at once. Energy input okay. Oh my god, Nova. Nova, Nova, Nova. You turned it on. You turned on the Cosmo DNA to save the crew. But you kind of hurt yourself. I know it will please her.
If I make love to her when she's unconscious. That's what Derek Wildstar said. No, that's what he thought. I know. I know it will please her. It's very, very Japanese. Yes, Nova, please see this for yourself. It's the year 2200. We made it back to Earth. We got the Cosmo DNA. We saved the world. Until season two. So what did we learn? Um, well, the first thing we learned is that Mars is about a thousand light years away and it snows there. Fuck. We learned that if you space warp, you get to see monkey people. You get to see dinosaurs. We learned that Pluto, huh, it's not a planet no longer, but it has amoeba creatures or protozoa living on it. We know that things get kind of rapey in Japanese manga cartoons, especially from that time period. Yes, 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 damsels in distress, making love to unconscious women, stealing women to procreate, gonna stay on Iskandar, right, Sparks? You're screwed, joke's on you. We learned humans are kind of rapey. We learned there are no heroes. We learned Navy guys are kind of rapey. U.S., Chinese, British, Turkish, rapey. The Argo really is a giant rape cannon, a giant penis in space, and the wave motion gun? Are you kidding me, baby? That's a, that's a line from a 1970s discotheque. What kind of Pornhub James Dean rapiness is that, motherfucker? The Deslock gun? Come on, couldn't you come up with a different shape thingy? But no, another giant rape penis floating through space, yeah. Come on, hide your L's better, baby. But finally, we learned that Sparks was probably right. I'm not saying he was right about staying on Iskandar. Iskandar was doomed. So was Gamelon. But maybe they should have found a planet they could have lived on. By this point in the story, the Earth is a giant shithole. Yes, yes, yes. The Cosmo DNA will remove the radiation. But will the Cosmo DNA restore all life on Earth? I don't know. Maybe everything ends up like a swimming pool. Maybe everything ends up like Disneyland. Maybe all the grass is now plastic. Maybe when you go swimming in the ocean, you taste chlorine, not salt. Maybe everything is dead. It's not radioactive, but it's dead. And maybe Sparks was right. I'm not saying about the rapiness. That's kind of gross. I mean the idea that they should have found a fucking planet and stayed there because season two, the Comet Empire's coming. The Comet Empire's coming. There'll be space marines. The Comet Empire's coming. And they're coming to destroy everything. So what did they achieve, motherfucker? And then there's the Andromeda. 
the really special starship, the fancy starship that replaces the Argo. It has right of way, cause it's the special ship. And Derek Wildstar is some kind of doofus, but at least Avatar got to see his Earth again before he died of radiation poisoning. Thank goodness, that's a kid's show in the early 80s. Something you'd watch in the morning before the bus picked you up for Catholic school. like this podcast, and I don't know why you would, here's some important facts before we get into conditions, conditions and agreements. If I don't come up with many hundreds of dollars, like probably a few hundred bucks in the next few weeks, I won't be able to pay rent, but I also won't be able to renew um, my blog renewal. I only paid for six months. I, I, I was lucky to have a really generous donor last December before I busted my arm. So I was able to keep the blog more or less going, but in a few weeks, um, that blog's going to disappear. I just don't have the money for it. Not that that's a problem for you. Not that that's an issue. The key point is I could put my podcast there. So even if I was banned from YouTube or banned from Spotify or banned from everywhere else, at least theoretically, <laughs> go daddy, right? At least theoretically, my stuff would be safe there, right? Maybe. So I need to raise some money. Um, I also need to raise money for rent. I, I owe this month's rent and it's already at the end of the first week, baby. But all that being said, money's tight for a lot of people. And at this point in time, human history, whatever you want to call it, even if it's not the end of the world, which I don't think it is, I think times are going to get hard enough that things like podcasts and blogs and other such related nonsense is going to be pretty fucking irrelevant. And being, being able to purify water, for example, being able to grow food, being able to forage for food, whatever's left alive in the woods. These will be useful skills and much more important than podcasts and blogs. So I, I needed to say all that before I continued, so it was clear. Um, and if you hear that noise right now, that's just a vacuum cleaner. I don't really have a soundproof studio, baby. No, don't, don't, don't. So I do need to raise some money, but I don't really need to. Like, I need to in the sense that if you want to assume everything keeps going on like it's going to go on, even if it's the infinite gray nothing, which is its own special topic, I would need to. I would need to if, in terms of next month or the month after, there's still an internet to hook into and still stuff to listen to, I would need it for that. But, um... I don't, it's not a necessary need thing, okay? The paying rent is more important. That being said, if you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, 
if you've taken care of the people you love, if you've set aside some food for about 6 to 12 months. Not that I think it's going to make a gigantic difference, but it's better than doing nothing. And you've thought about your pets, your dog, your cat, while you're thinking about the food thingy. You're thinking about them too. And if you've done all this and taken care of all of that stuff and all your food, water, shelter, pay your bills bullshit, and you still have gold, silver, cocaine, and hookers left over, you can donate to this podcast. There'll be a link to PayPal in the notes. Click on the link and donate as much as you want to. I need to raise about 800 bucks to be able to take care of rent and and to be able to take care of um, the blog. And honestly, I need to raise more than that for other reasons. It's not very likely. I, I, I barely never hit the poverty level on donations to this podcast back in 2019. And that's when people still kind of thought that it was just the infinite gray nothing of bullshit and life would go on as it was. So I don't think anybody's got any money. And I already have a few donors who are way too generous. And I feel like a shithead asking them for money. So I don't know what to tell you. If you're listening and you want to donate and you actually have a lot of money in your pocket and you feel like, wow, I'd like to help somebody out, you can donate as much or as little as you'd like to. Zero is appropriate. Where my head is today, where my mind is right now, especially listening to that fucking vacuum cleaner, I can tell you the answer of zero is 100% okay. Because it doesn't fucking matter. I'm moon bright. I saw the angel. I went out at night. I followed the maiden down the sewer. Yeah, that's right. There's something in the storm drain. There's something in the tunnel. Maybe a way back to a place we've lost. Monday, May the 8th, 2023. It's almost 11 a.m. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great life. And if you are able to... um, I hope you can carve out some joy in this world while you have time to do it. Have a great rest of your day.